Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Uh, one of the best, most professional, superlative, ultra-efficient, super-intelligent broadcasters that ever existed. Wow. <laughs> and then he was asked to come on the radio and talk about being a Republican. <laughs> it's been and then downhill. it all went, went to hell in a handbasket, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, too. What a legacy up to then. Yeah, well, you know, we can't all succeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Uh, yeah, Mr. Joe McGranahan is with us. No, he is superlative in every way. And uh, he has been a moderate Republican, natural-born listener on this show for a long time. Uh, but when we had one in the on the studio on Monday, some of our good listeners said, wait, 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 wait. A Republican who listens and wants to have dialogue and conversation and talk about ideals. But you've been doing that all along, right? Well, you just don't like them. <laughs> well, I like some of your you ideas. You like John's better than mine. That's because you're a lefty liberal snowflake. Okay. I like your name calling, though. You've really stepped it up. Yeah, I know. And, you know, well, I'm, I'm working on that. You must have been watching. I, uh, you know, Trump University is closed, but I'm studying his new uh, his new uh, attack format. Who's the guy on HBO? You know, you think of Fox and MSNBC as being a bunch of name callers, but who's that guy? You like him on Homebox. John Oliver. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The names he comes up for people. So, uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's not as funny without a studio audience. It's, you know, it's one of those okay. programs where... The, the audience's reaction to what he had to say was fun, was better than than just him there talking. Once he mm. went with no audience, I couldn't watch the program anymore. Just oh, I agree. Well, yeah, when you see a comedy at a theater and everybody else is laughing, it's easier to get drawn into the humor than right. it is. Um, and they did. Uh, who was it? One of the TV channels showed an episode of Seinfeld without a laugh track. And it was like, oh, it's just people walking, walking and, <laughs> and stuff. Talking, right? <laughs> it's like walking outside and so on. However, some of the laugh tracks are annoying, but the ones where they f- film in front of a studio audience and the reactions you hear are actual reactions, mm-hmm. that's the best type. And, of course, that's the way it was with John Oliver. Okay. And not somebody conservatives typically like, but I thought he was funny. Well, it's nice to hear different perspectives in an informed and common sense version. Plus, I mean, it's funny Unlike as the left, I don't want to cancel anybody. Today we're canceling Dr. Seuss. Well, but see, cancellation is, you're using it to apply to the left, but it's been a Republican idea all along. Has the Republicans talked about uh, banning Dr. Seuss? Uh, no. Who are, the, who are the Republicans well, ever talked about banning? Give me a name. All right, let me introduce the show. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about Dr. Seuss, the company that produces the books now. It's probably the Dr. Seuss Foundation or something. The Seuss Family Trust or something. Right. Uh, They're not going to publish certain books anymore because the uh, depictions are way, way, way out of date. So we'll talk about that Way, way, way out of date. Oh, yes, and they're misogynistic and hateful. Are they? Oh, Oh, they're awful. Gosh, this is terrible. Well, Joe's had a lot of time. a Chinese guy in a pointed hat. You know, that's awful. Joe went back and boned up on this uh, with his little slits, his eyes. I noticed that. 
that. Yeah, they showed a picture on TV today is with the uh, Chinaman, they call him, and he doesn't have eyes. He just has these little slits. So <laughs> this, is, this slits. is horrible. So. And, you know, I'm going to absolutely demand that we end Notre Dame and having a fighting leprechaun. That's insulting to the Irish. Well, they We're also, not leprechauns. They also showed the men from Yurka. Well, anyway, let me introduce right. the show. We'll get into this. If who anybody brings, already has an, this program, by the way? If anybody has an opinion about uh, the men from Yurka, give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can do please check them out at sunburymotors.com. I'm going to have a lot more to say about one of their vehicles a little bit later on, so we'll make sure that we get some information in there. Our toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Joe, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the text machine cleared out overnight. We don't have any of those oh, texts. Oh, really? Oh, they yeah, we had a half a dozen from yesterday. So if you sent a text yesterday and you'd like it to get read today, send it again. Somebody destroyed our text. Well, I think our machine did a restart. I think the whole shebang uh, did a restart. We had to put a new password or uh, re-enter the passwords and everything this morning. So must have had an update. But in any event, if you sent a text yesterday, send it today. But the email Outlook program is uh, working. And we did get an email from Texas. So we'll read that today. And uh, we see the call screen. 1-800-795-9565 is open. So all did all of this start when the Dr. Seuss Foundation, the Family Trust, decided that they weren't going no, to issue some well, I books? I think it really started, that's certainly come about, but this is from earlier this week. A school system in Loudoun County, Virginia, highlighted negative aspects of Dr. Seuss's books in a statement which coincided with Read Across America Day. The statement for the annual event, which seeks to promote reading within younger demographics, warned students of strong racial undertones within the author's works. Those who caught wind of the story weren't too happy at the school system's statement. Many accused the Loudoun Public Schools of attempting to cancel the author entirely, despite his contributions to children's literature. And then, President Joseph Biden erased Dr. Seuss from the Read Across America Day, the annual celebration of reading in honor of the legendary children's author, whose birthday falls on March 2nd. While Biden followed presidential tradition in proclaiming Tuesday as Read Across America Day, he bucked his predecessors by leaving out any mention of Dr. Seuss from the proclamation. (laughs) The White House didn't immediately return a request for comment on why Dr. Seuss was left out of the proclamation, but the snub comes as progressives have sought to cancel the beloved children's author. And a tweet, ironically, talk about things that surfaced. First of all, did Dr. Seuss become racist before or after Michelle Obama had him at the White House? Oh, he was there. Wow. Yes, he, at exciting. her invitation. Now, is she so stupid she can't t- tell a racist? Racial. Yes. She, she, is she so dumb she can't tell a racist? Or what someone whose books are racist? What was he there for? Read the Across America Day. Read Across America Day when well, during the Biden administration. Well, if I... Uh, the Obama administration, rather. I have not boned up on this, but my understanding is the family has decided that certain of the images are outdated. One is the Chinaman image. That's in one, of the, but it's just in one of the books, and it shows an individual who obviously looks Asian with just little slits for eyes, and his face color is yellow. I understand in some publications of that they eliminated the uh, yellow coloring and uh, made the made him look just a little bit more Asian and uh, called him a, a Chinese person instead of a Chinaman. The other one was the the men from Yurka. They talked about this is the again this is the family found. 
foundation saying this, that there was a negative depiction of blacks in there was a country in Africa named Yurka, and these men from Yurka are depicted as, you know, somehow they're in in the book, and they're the men from Yurka, but they're not men. They're monkeys. And so... And they have bones in their hair or something like right, that? Right, right. Okay. Actually, I took a screenshot on my phone. I'll show you later. But in any event, um, it... it <laughs> I guess you could extrapolate that that these are African Americans and that they are or blacks and that they, you know that's not obviously a, a good depiction of them if if that's true. So we can only have positive depictions of people, huh? Well, is uh, that the way we're going now? You were uh, were you were opposed to or, or in favor of disclaimers for movies that say this is the way we once looked at uh, the the world, but obviously it's not up to date. Some right? of the stuff is more egregious. For example, the the characterizations of blacks in the 1930s and 40s in movies. In movies. Okay. Exemplified by characters such as Step and Fetch It and Mantan Moreland, who, you know, feats don't fail me now type of. But your observation was a disclaimer would, would help right, set that today, the tone you correctly. Know, the depictions of black people during this period were inaccurate and, you know, and to, by today's standards, offensive and insulting. However, they are these people were portrayed by very talented comedians. Eddie Rochester Anderson, I mean, let's face it, he, he always got the best of Jack Benny. And Benny, to Benny's credit, he actually gave Rochester a part that, that made him subservient almost to the black man, oh, okay. which made him almost unique. But Eddie Anderson was always getting the best of Jack Benny, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and was always the, the comedian to Benny's straight man. So, I mean, Jack Benny portrayed blacks in a better light, let's say, than a lot of other media did during that time. Period. So should we have disclaimers on the Dr. Seuss books that say that this, you know, Dr. Seuss was a political cartoonist, so he decided that, you know, these were good caricatures. A political at the cartoonist? Time. It was a children's book author. Well, yeah, before then he okay. was a political cartoonist. So before then he decided that these caricatures were adequate representations. Should not the books have a disclaimer to tell adults, I don't know how you do a disclaimer for kids, but to say that these are antiquated references? or antiquated uh, images that uh, show people in a manner that we generally don't show them today. But if you look at Chinese coolies, photographs of them when they were brought into this country to uh, build America's railroads, notably Mm -hmm. the Union Pacific, uh, they did look like that in many instances. So he wasn't drawing something that was... Well, they're caricatures. Right. It wasn't something that was historically inaccurate. It was just not contemporary, and by today's standard, it's insulting. I mean, did Dr. Seuss become a racist after he died? Amazingly hard work. <laughs> Is Michelle Obama condoning racism? Well, I would think she was. Yeah, that's obviously why she had him there, because she wanted to show the world she was a racist. I think you really... It's good that you found that, Joe. That's what looks works out But, you know, and the other thing that's interesting is a tweet today by Vice President Kamala Harris praising Kamala. Dr. Kamala, praising Dr. Seuss four years ago resurfaced today after President Biden failed to mention the children's author when making his Read Across America Day proclamation. Harris's tweet was written in March 2nd, 2017, Dr. Seuss's birthday. She tweeted, Happy birthday, Dr. Seuss. The more you read, the more things you will know, the more you learn, the more places you'll go. <laughs> I like that. Well, and I think Dr. Seuss probably has, uh, on balance, right, has a lot to add to our society. I know my daughter used to like the Dr. Seuss books. Don't remember those particular images. And if 
if I saw him at the time, I probably wouldn't think anything of it. Well, I, but, I found uh, his writing style a little unusual. It was hard for me to understand. <laughs> what? But like green eggs and ham, you know, Sam, I am. <laughs> well, this is an interesting confession. <laughs> Tell me more about this. You couldn't get the Dr. Seuss books. All right, texts and emails and calls. Or no text, just emails. Go and ahead and calls. look at the emails. Go All right. Ahead. If sins of the past are justification for cancellation, where is the call for the cancellation of the Democratic Party? Good point. Seems to me there is plenty of history, KKK, segregation, Jim Crow, opposition to the 1964 Civil Rights Act, LBJ's Great Society, which transformed the black community into government dependence. I will not allow a party with such a jaded past preach to me about morality, ethics, diversity, or inclusion. Well, and I, I think those are are great examples of the same reason that the Dr. Seuss Foundation is looking at themselves, the same reason the, the uh, some members of the Republican Party, not you, but others, are looking at President Trump and, and, and saying, you know, do, is that really the best depiction of us? Is he a, a superlative leader of, of the Republican Party? Are his, What's he got to do with Dr. Seuss? Well, I'm just saying, if, if you start to look at ethics, values, morality, the president's uh, uh, interests in race are were widely can't we, known. Can't we decide for ourselves what's good and bad? Why do we have to be told by other people that you may not see this because we believe it is bad? Can't I determine for well, myself? Who's, who's telling you not to read well, when they, Seuss when, books? The, the Loudoun County School District. And the fa- Seuss family is not publishing right. the books. I got you. Yeah, Take, for example, one local decision. Another, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, but that's just affecting those kids. Another classic, Nobody's telling you not to read them. Another classic example is the Disney organization. They They've gone off the deep end, in my 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 considered opinion. One of the things they pulled was a great movie called Song of the South because of its depiction of black people. Mm-hmm. But if they actually watched the movie, the star of the movie was a tremendously talented black entertainer. Um, he sang Zippity Doo Dah. I forget his name right now, but he was actually given an Academy Award for his performance, a special one, oh, not wow. the regular Academy Award. But the picture doesn't show blacks as being. It shows them. I guess it was post Civil War. And it shows them still working on the plantations, you know, and going off to work and coming back and singing and being happy, if you will. But, you know, the heroes of the movie were the black people. He was um, Uncle Remus okay. is the one who saved. So they this missed the boat boy. on that right. one. Right. You know, so isn't isn't that more important? In other words, they say, oh, well, they show black people working on the fields. That can't be. Well, when uh, we talked about transgender topics Monday, uh, John Meckley basically kind of leaned on the fact that it's really more complicated than just a yes, no litmus test. Is our depictions of race in our past and segregation and whether Democrats are good or bad? or Trump is good or bad, is is it not more complicated than that? We can't just cancel a book at a school district, and we can't just have, we can't have the Theodore Geisel Foundation canceling the publication of certain books. Well, you know, things that have been generally accepted for years and have had, I stood the test of time, if you will, as far as what children or people like. I don't think you should cancel that. But, you know, I can understand a school district saying, uh, no, we're not going to allow the kids at age seven to read Lady Chatterley's Lover or something like that. You know, there's some things that are appropriate and inappropriate. But, you know, books that have been Will they ever read it in school? Well, are they going to ban Catcher in the Rye next? Some school districts did ban Catcher in the Rye. No, that's ridiculous. Go ahead, Tom. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, guys. Uh... To me, if you cancel or change history, it's fiction. Uh, and, and and the rule of thumb is you, you don't learn. Uh, you know, I have children, grandchildren. They've all been exposed to those books. And, and unless prompted by something of an adult, 
uh, and, and their adult feelings, they get the good out of it. They don't see the bad, and they're entertained. Uh, I, I can't find it. It means getting rid of, uh, like, the, the getting rid of Huck Finn or, and getting rid of the little rascals and getting rid of what we understood as, you know, entertainment and, 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 and leisure. Uh, it's just, it, it's a feeling uh, culture instead of uh, being a culture for truth and, uh, and just acceptance. And then uh, from there, when you become an adult, you see the differences better. Uh, and then you realize uh, what was right and wrong. Uh, trying to make everything white instead of black or black instead of white uh, is going to just undernourish them, and uh, everybody's going to be uh, stinged. Well, look, look at the Coca Cola. Look at the Coca Cola can. Couldn't you be try to be less white? Right. <laughs> It's okay. amazing to me. But you're right. I mean, uh, these things have been around for years. And I think parents can make the determination of whether or not they want their child to read them and whether or not their child needs to have something explained to them about what it is they've seen and what it is they've read. If I saw something in a book that was completely out of character with today's world, I might question it. Or I might point out to my grandson if I was reading it to him, this is how, you know, people used to th- view people of Oriental extraction, but we don't feel that way today. We look at them a little differently. What if we didn't show kids uh, these negative depictions of uh, races or nationalities until they were old enough to make the decision that you talked about there, Tom? You know, that eventually, you know, you're, you're basically saying that this will go into our foundation of youth, and then when we're older, we'll get a glimpse of this, and we, we see how the world also is, and so we'll make decisions about race and acceptance and so on. What if we didn't show them to kids until they were older, what if the only images we showed them were accurate and, and you know, sort of historically uh, uh, appropriate? What's historically appropriate? You're cheating them. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> You're okay. cheating them out of their childhood. I mean, you can't, I mean, you might as well turn them off and then bring them back when they're 18 or 20 and say, look, you know, here's here's what you, you know, you missed, but uh, don't worry about it. We've, we, we've done it so much better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh it's development, it, and it, you, you know, as long as, and again, you, you're not, I, I challenge you to find a child who comes forward and tells a psychologist, Dr. Zeus did this to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, I became a serial murderer yeah, because of Dr. Seuss. Yes, I'm yeah, a racist because. Yeah, it's just, it's okay. not there. So, I mean, right. we, we just got to stop doing this to uh, our historic past and, uh, and trying to make right what was real. And add the context uh, ASAP for kids if, if they're drawing conclusions from some of these things. Well, and I think if you have... Point, oh, please, go uh, ahead. I, I mean, I have an older son, an adult, and he's, he's, he's a father. and everything. It was about maybe two months ago when he came down to, to, to my basement library and he looked and he saw the Nazi symbol on, on a book and, I, and he said, what's that? I said, well, that's Mein Kemp. I said, that's, you know, and, and he was a, you know, it's like, well, what do you have that? And I said, because it'll teach you what you should not do, what you should have learned. And uh, again, I he, he at that age had never been exposed to it until now, apparently. Uh, and I didn't, he didn't recognize that until now. Okay. But I don't find it, and neither did he find it offensive. 
teachable moment. All right, we're going to take a quickie yeah. break. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks, Thanks for Tom. calling Appreciate in. We'd love your, we love your opinion. And uh, we'll take more. We've got two emails that have Dr. Seuss in the subject line. You are welcome to send us a text in the same manner. That's to, to 70236. You can email us at com. You can join one individual in queue by calling 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. You might have to wait till after this particular segment. But we have a 9 a.m. hour still ahead of us with open phones, so we'd love to hear from you. We are talking about two topics, really. The cancel culture and Dr. Seuss. The foundation that produces the Dr. Seuss books is pulling a half a dozen of the books because of uh, highly outdated uh, racial depictions. Uh, Cindy, thank you so much for weighing in on this topic. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> Yesterday morning, I was on eBay looking to buy some Dr. Seuss books in a lot. And um, it started out at about $15 for 15 books, which is a really great price. You know? I bid in to 25 Last night at midnight, that set of 15 Dr. Seuss books sold for over $400. <laughs> and I see that all of the Dr. Seuss books on eBay have gone through the roof, $100, $200, $300. I think that, it, ironically, while this uh, is perceived as a rebuke or a criticism, it's actually raised the value of these things, obviously, to some people. If you're going to spend $400 for these books, which astounds me. Um, but I, I, think, I think we're overreacting. That's what I think. And I think we do that to our detriment, and I've said this before. You know, there's a reality to the history of our country. For example, The Song of the South is a charming movie. I've seen it. So have It's I'm, a charming movie. It sure I, is. I cannot for the life of me think of a single racist thing in it. Of course, I didn't think Gone with the Wind was racist, and a lot of people seem to think that Gone with the Wind is racist because it depicted what was really the truth at that time. So is our intent to uh, change the, what the truth was at those times, right? Are we going to change it? So we'll inject penicillin and uh, sedated surgery into the Civil War so that you wouldn't, in the Gone with the Wind thing, see the man's leg being amputated without the benefit of anesthesia and people dying of infections, right? We'll just clean that up so that it looks better. Yeah, that's where I think we're going in our, and I think we do that to our detriment. So 
in a hundred years, people say, well, I don't get what was the problem. Well, you could flick on Gone with the Wind. You could turn on other movies and show what was it like to be in that slave situation. And surely reasonable people would go, oh, my gosh, that's not acceptable. Right. And that's what took us to all of this. But if we erase all of that, then where does the context come from to explain why this country tore itself in two? Well, good point. Is the, it, does it hurt the kids if they see this as a young age and they don't? They're too young to get that context. I I have read on Beyond Zebra, which I understand is one of the books that, and it frankly is one of my favorite Dr. Zeus books. And I quote that phrase to my kids on the time on Beyond Zebra, which is to reflect like in excess, right? This is on Beyond Zebra. It's too far. It's gone too far. It's way past, right? So, okay, we'll strip that book away, right? And what is the point to that? Seriously, if if you found an image on a page objectionable, then why not recraft that image? Why strip that whole book from the lexicon of books? I don't understand that. Going back to I really, I, I really sincerely don't. Going back to sound, that. going back to Sound of the South, for our Song of the South, for a minute. James Basket yes. gave one of the greatest performances I've seen. He's an extremely talented man. He died unfortunately much too young, but you know his his whole portrayal of Uncle Remus, it was just so heartwarming. And you didn't come away from that feeling that blacks were in any sense inferior. You came away feeling how understanding they were and how how what they had gone through shaped their worldview and how they were able to relate and help other people because of what they had endured. I mean, I thought right. it was uplifting and, and life-affirming. And that the Disney organizations, oh, it's a racial depictions, that's terrible. Throw it out. Well, and you know they're changing the ride. There's a ride at Disney World that, uh, although it showed no black people, and I can't speak much to the in the ride itself because I refuse to ride it because it involves plunging to your death in a log <laughs> canoe at the end, which I don't do. But <laughs> okay. they, they sang zippity doo dawn things, and they showed scenes from the movie, characters from the movie through the ride. My family loved this ride. They took it many times, and um, I don't get why they are stripping that now. They're changing it to a different theme. Yeah, I don't think people kind of tie get get the stories. They just ride the ride. The only thing I really understood how it tied to the movie was the Jaws ride. <laughs> and that's because a shark came up and ate you. All right. Well, that would be scary. Right. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Thank oh. you. So that's an unfair thank depiction so of sharks who are really friendly creatures. All right. Uh, one of our listeners sends me a note immediately and says that was Universal Pictures. Mark, get it right. This is WDK. Okay. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, we are going to take one call. Uh, then we're going to read news headlines. But just to uh, restart what we started, I'm going to pull Joe's nose out of his phone long enough <laughs> to ask him to read the I'm email. I'm checking something out here. In the upper right. right-hand corner. Dr. Seuss is now racist? There will be much more to come. This is what happens when the loony left is in country. Anything you do or say today is gone over to find 
anything that can be deemed hateful or racist. 99% of people never think anything negative or hateful about something until these progressives tell people they should be offended. Whenever we hear to, well, whatever we hear today that race relations are so bad, ask yourselves this, who are the true racists? Yeah, no wonder we have systematic racism and uh, inherent bias. I appreciate that email. Thank you so much. And we have Mike on the line who's been waiting through the break, so we'll, we'll talk to Mike and then we'll do the news headlines. Go ahead, Mike. Sure. Uh, as far as uh, Dr. Seuss being canceled and those type of things, I believe that's just a, a symptom of the fact that the United States is in the midst of a cultural revolution at this time. And uh, go back and take a look at the cultural revolution uh, that occurred in China. I don't think it's going to get that severe, but uh, I think the the tone is the same. That said, you're talking about Dr. Seuss being uh, canceled. And the song of the year, are either of you uh, aware of what the 2020 song of the year was? As determined by what? Uh, Probably those Grammys people that something. do the, uh, the awards. Grammys? I'm maybe? not sure. The best-selling yeah, sure song of the year? Yeah. I'm oh. not, there, there's a best-selling song there's of the Billboard year. Billboard Awards. Anyway, so one of the top yeah, stories there's, by there's someone. There's like 20 of them when you get right down to it. Okay. Country, blah, blah, blah. This is the popular culture okay. song. It's, it's, a, it's titled WAP, W-A-P, which is an acronym for three words. So whoever's got their finger on the button, get it ready in case they cross the line. But the W is an adjective. It, it, it means wet, okay? The A is a three-letter word that describes the part of the body uh, biologically known as the gluteus maximus. So we have wet, gluteus maximus, and then the P stands for the Okay, that's sufficient. Part we get the, the idea. We're good, Mike. Well, okay. I'm not certain what's the P stand for. I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that is the song of the year. That oh, is where our culture is, Okay. And they're running around canceling Dr. Seuss. And I'm not so sure that everything that's being done as far as the canceling is being done as part of making things better. I'm thinking it's part of showing that the left has control. It's part of covering up all these executive orders that Biden is doing. It's part of uh, running uh, being able to say to Mexico and Latin America, hey, our borders are open, and as a result, you know, carloads full of uh, miners are coming across the uh, border and getting T-boned and killed. And, and and at the bottom of the day, at the end of the day, it's making money for uh, the human trafficking cartels. So I, I believe that all of these things that are happening and that are taking over our news is just a part of the distraction to hide what's actually going on in this country right now, and that is a cultural revolution. And the last point I want to make, I want to ask a question. The previous caller, I believe her name is Cindy, is she a nurse? Are you aware of that? She is, a Nurse yes. by training, school board member, educator. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, nurses are the best, okay? Uh, you know, I'll believe a nurse before I believe a doctor. And that's just the way I am. But <laughs> my point nice. is this. We have all these things about quotas. We should have a quota on Congress. We should have so many nurses. So many farmers, so many bus drivers. You know, try let's 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 make it real instead of a bunch of rich people trying to make money by controlling our lives. And in my mind, right now, they're ruining the country. A democratically or demographically and uh, careerically appropriate Congress. That would be interesting. Get rid of some of the lawyers. Is that what you're saying? Oh my! <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You, know what they, you know what they say? Okay. A good, 
30, uh, a busload of lawyers going off a cliff is. Yeah, good start. <laughs> a good start, yeah. Okay. And you know what? When you need a lawyer, they're the best people in the world. Yeah, when me. you need one. But, and I apologize. You know, that's, a, that's a bad joke, I guess. For, for giving that punchline, I apologize to my late friend John Carpenter, who did not like lawyer jokes. All right, he never liked them. All right, thank you so you much, know, Mike. Thanks believe, for calling. I believe in. shows like this are the last bastion of free speech. Yeah, and let's hope we never edit or censor anything over here. Okay, good. Thanks. Good day, man. Thank Take you. care. I have to hate to cut Mike off, but we've got to do news headlines. No, but he's not canceled. He's, he's just out of time. All right, we've got one call coming in. We'll do news headlines on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Some very brief news headlines. Uh, by all accounts, the volunteer firefighters who responded to a fire in the 300 block of Orange Street in Northumberland last night made a quick stop on the blaze. Dispatchers, as well as witnesses, uh, say the volunteers from Northumberland, Point Township, Sunbury, Shimoka Dam, Upper Augusta Township, Area Services Ambulance, and Mahoney Township's RIT team all stopped the fire in its track. It did heavily da- damage the attic of that home. No injuries there. A body found in the Susquehanna River last weekend has been identified as that of a missing Williamsport teen. Northumberland County Coroner James Kelly tells us Maverick Wilton has been identified as the individual discovered in the river Saturday. PenLive reporting the 16-year-old went missing. Family members, friends organized searches, put up flyers, and used social media in hopes of uh, that someone would see him. A GoFundMe site also established for that family. The coroner, James Kelly, says that dental records were used in the identification. There was a hearing all about community colleges and how they'll help Pennsylvania recover from the pandemic. Pennsylvania Commission for Community Colleges President and CEO Elizabeth Bolden says community colleges are prepared to use $14 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds to help PA residents who've lost their jobs to acquire the skills they need to get back to work and support their families. Our students cannot wait. They have lost their jobs. Their family finances are in disarray. Some of them are afraid to enroll in post-secondary study, and they need help now. And community colleges, thanks to your support, can help them now. Bolden notes that community colleges don't have to wait for studies, redesign, or an updated master plan. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Five people busted recently after some confidential informants bought meth uh, from those undercover individuals. Shemokin Dam Police Department, one of the best police departments in the world, just fabulous uh, men that work there, and a great chief and a super mayor. Snyder County District Attorney, uh, a drug task force, and the Pennsylvania Attorney General in on the arrest of Billy Bobon, Steve Filmy, Don Laubacher, Wayne Crotzer, and Danielle Cornwell. Pennsylvania's Republican Party says they are not going to censure U.S. Senator Pat Toomey over his vote over the Donald Trump conviction in the U.S. Senate. Well, that's how he voted, but that was not the outcome. The vote counting wrapped up recently and 
after this. The Republicans say they are not going, they condemn Toomey, but are not going to censure him. And how about this? To get your goad up, Michigan National Guardsmen, who are in Washington, D.C., tasked with continuing to protect the U.S. Capitol, have said they're being provided with food that can only be described as terrible. Almost all of it badly undercooked, some of it literally raw, some of it moldy, some had metal shavings, some so bad it sent a guardsman to the hospital. Quote, it's clear that those contracted meals are poorly prepared, often inedible, highly inadequate to support our soldiers, unquote. I think every member of Congress ought to be compelled to eat those dinners. Well, honest to Pete, and Washington, D.C. has some of the finest restaurants that are shut down right now because of restrictions, rather limited in their capacity, because of restrictions. The guardsmen should get their food from all these takeouts that the Congress has pouring in the back door of the Capitol all the time. Isn't that terrible? It is terrible. I'd be ashamed to be a congressman. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six or a senator for that matter. Well, yeah, either way, it's it's both. Yeah, it's both their building. Well, isn't Nancy Pelosi? See, there she's the leader, so she's it's her building, right? The Capitol. She's is the hers. one that called in the National Guard. I understand. Okay, so. well, and it's her building. It's their her soldiers, and she's American. Mm-hmm. So hey. Let's do something. All right, back to our topic. Uh, Joe, upper right-hand Instead corner. Instead of let them eat cake, it's let them eat metal shavings. Right. Uh, no big deal to me if the Dr. Seuss Foundation chooses not to publish the selected books. That's their prerogative. They're the publisher, not you or me. Now that the media got hold of this information, it's a firestorm. More sensationalism. Yellow journalism has not died. Oh, come on. Well, I think that's an, no, that's an accurate viewpoint. I, I think that, you know, it sort of fails the who cares test for most adults. But these are the discussions of our time. I think if you hold up 90% of the things we talk about on this show and say, aha, they spent yesterday talking about Russia's remarks from the past, I think that would strike the who cares test for many people. But these are the discussions of our day, and that's what we do on sure. our show, and we let both sides weigh in on these important topics. So, yes, much of our topics fail the who care test, but... Well, it is their right. I mean, I agree with them. It's their right progress. to decide whether or not to publish the books, but to do it for the stated reason, or the reason they stated, I think, is ridiculous. Okay, because of the racist depictions. Uh, in their, in someone's view, what if someone looks at it and doesn't find it racist? Why are they wrong and the other people who do see these racial overtones or undertones, why are they right and the other people wrong? Just out of curiosity. Uh, you know, the old saw that if uh, to a hammer everything looks like a nail. <laughs> right. I, I believe that's absolutely true. Is that the sum total of your tool illustrations? But it's true. I it's mean, if all you saw. have, if all you are is a hammer, everything, oh, i got to hit this, it looks like a nail. Hit what that, else do you have? Your toolbox there. Any other good <laughs> metaphors? No, not really. Okay. I, my knowledge of tool time is rather limited these days. Well, I'll tell you what. You know your hand tools. We're going to call you Joe DeWalt. Uh, let's see. Read that one, and then we'll be done. It says, Dr. Seuss passed away in 1991. Michelle Obama must have hired an imposter to visit. Well, there's a photograph of Michelle Obama with Dr. Seuss, so I don't know who she hired. Okay. Well, that's from Fox, so consider No, it, it wasn't from Fox, I'm as a matter sure of fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll accept that. Uh, uh, Steve has been patiently waiting. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Good morning. So let's take a look at what what does the right what does the right get upset with the left about? And what does the left get upset about the right? Which wasn't worded very well, but I think you get the idea. Well here's what the right gets upset about. The first thing is they get upset about Dr. Seuss. They get upset about 
I think it's six. Six of the Dr. Seuss books have been withdrawn from publication for uh, racist uh, depictions, etc. In fact, as a kid, I read all the Dr. Seuss books. I, only one of those do I remember, and it was the one about Mulberry Street. So that's what the right, that's what the right wingers get upset about when they think about the left. Here's what the left wingers get upset about. They get upset about legislatures across the country trying to uh, diminish voting rights, trying to take away people's right to vote. The left gets upset about things like right-wingers trying to steal elections. <laughs> now, so let, let's, so which is more, which really, in the, in the scheme of things, which is more important? You want to compare uh, Dr. Seuss books, a couple Dr. Seuss books on one side, versus uh, making it harder for people to vote and then trying to steal an election. They're not trying to make it harder for people to vote, Steve. What they're trying to oh, do is no. make sure oh, that the no. people... No. They're, no. Trying, to, they're no. trying to make sure that the people who do vote are legally qualified oh, to do so. One, Joe, Joe, as you probably know, I think there are like 20 states. I think there are 15 or 20 states where there are a whole range of uh, legislation, legislative proposals in mind to make it harder for people to vote. Now here, the only one that comes to mind right this minute off the top of my head, in Georgia, in Georgia, uh, African Americans um, have often gone and voted on, on a Sunday. They will go right from church and they will go to, to, to vote. After when, a voting when party. Voting. That's one of the things that the Georgia legislature is trying to get rid of. Yeah, no Sunday so, voting. Right. And that's just one thing. Joe. So Sunday so hunting's not, okay, but Sunday voting is not, huh? Joe, Joe, don't, don't even, don't even. Come on, Joe. That's, that's weak even for you, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, listen. We're not going to talk about hunting, for heaven's sake. Well, anyway, I, my so my argument is here, Steve, that people, you know, the main thing the Republicans are shooting for is that people identify themselves and are ad- capable of being identified as the legitimate registered voter. And the Democrats oppose anything. They say, oh, it's suppressing the vote. I have to have a photo ID to do almost anything. Try cashing a check without a photo ID. You know, so, but the Democrats don't want it when it comes to voting. And yet, that's what would protect the integrity of our elections. There could be no argument that people like voted who weren't entitled one. to vote. That's one, that is one uh, issue, the ID thing. And as far as you're, you're about cashing the check, I tell you what, I could walk into my local branch bank over on North 4th Street in Sunbury to cash the check, and I guarantee you they will not ask me for an ID. But, that's, but again, Joe, as you are so good at doing, you are changing the subject. No, I'm not. I, you brought up the thing that Republicans are trying to suppress the vote. I'm telling you what they really want to okay, do. Okay, then let me, ask you, let me ask you this. Which, which do you think, in terms of American democracy, in terms of uh, uh, you know, running the country, which is really more uh, important or should we be discussing? I voting think... rights? Voting rights and elections, on the one hand, versus 
uh, retiring a couple of Dr. Seuss books. Look, when you start taking away ideas and thoughts and depictions and things that are our history, you are starting down a very steep slope that leads to not just the cancel culture, but it leads to uh, not understanding what America is and how it grew and what it what okay. it is, warts and all. Some things are good, some things are bad, you know, but let's have an honest and frank discussion about them. Let's not just tear up the pages of the books we don't like and throw things in the trash can. That's Nazi Germany. That's 1935, oh, burning books. Oh, Lord love it, duck. Now we're talking Nazi. Okay, but you make a fairly good point. You make a good point. There are things worth discussing. Can you tell me this? What What was in the Mulberry Street book that, that somebody thought was so racially insensitive they had to stop publishing the book? What was it in the in the Mulberry Street book? That I don't know. I haven't read the Doctor Seuss books okay, in a long time. I will time. tell you. I will tell you because I, you know, if, if anyone Steve, you was sound excited. Know, Go ahead, tell me. You sound real excited, buddy. Tell me. Yes, I do. You know, and here's why. I'm thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Go ahead. Okay. The reason I am excited is because people don't even know what what uh, racially insensitive depictions were in the book that caused it to be pulled off the shelves. And yet all they hear is Dr. Seuss. We're not going to publish this book. Well, get all we're excited. waiting for you to tell us, Steve. You said okay. you know. I do know. The depictions were of a couple of uh, Chinese men who were dressed wearing like me. Well, we already discussed that. We knew that. Uh, but I thought you... Well, then why didn't you say so? That's what it was. I wasn't familiar well, with we the name know. of the book. We don't know which picture goes with which, but we've looked at the pictures. But well, we've looked at the All pictures right, that are supposedly racially Thank insensitive. Thank you so much. We appreciate your help. Thanks for calling in, sir. Hey, Steve. Take care, buddy. Okay. Appreciate right. that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quickie break. Got two lines waiting after this uh, break. Uh, those folks are going to be on the uh, telephone. And uh, one of our good listeners asks me to demonstrate demonstrate how Republicans have been uh, perpetrating cancel culture. So I went back... Forever. Through, forever. Right. I that was back. your statement. Forever. Well, that's true. I went back through our notes and I found an example. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Mr. Rob Center is going to prove his fabulosity once again, so we appreciate that. Taking good care of our right. computer. One of uh, our texters Joe, oh, says... Oh, oh, um, Joe oh, McGrannan oh. is directly across me, our good co-host. I'm Mark Lawrence. Very subpar, and today is really exceptional. And uh, let's see, who else can we talk? It's an open phone day. We're talking about Dr. Seuss and the uh, fact that the Dr. Seuss Foundation is going to stop publishing some of the books that have racially insensitive depictions in the illustrations, and maybe in the words, too. So uh, they're going to stop, and that has touched off a firestorm. Uh, baby boomers are having a meltdown, <laughs> including this one. One of our oh, no. T- what are you going to read? Well, I was going to read the top one because it was like rela- relating to the last call we had. Okay, go ahead. Said Joe, the proposed state laws do the following: reduce the number of voting locations, reduce the hours of operation, reduce the number of days for early voting. How is that not voter suppression? Bill from the village of Dewart. Hey, Bill, used to be in Here this country go. up until the last election or so that you had one day to vote from seven a.m. until eight p.m. and that wasn't considered voter suppression. That was considered the wow. time the polls were open. See, this is how you know that Joe is 70-something. He is able to articulately phrase in a new way, that's the way we've always done it. You told well, me wasn't when, that voter suppression? Well, you all told those me years. when I started work here 40 years ago, uh, 
whatever the way we used to do it, go ahead and think of a new, better way. Just because we did it that way yesterday, that doesn't mean it has to be that way today. So you've changed over the years. No, I'm just saying that that's what what the founders of our country set up. That's always been the way elections were. One day to vote, 7 a.m. to 8 (laughs) p.m. That is all false. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Than, thank you so much for waiting. Um, I'm not going to make an age joke about you, I promise. My age is already a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember that I can't remember anything because I just don't remember anything. However, I do remember why I called. And that had to do with Song of the South, which, by the way, I have never seen. I have seen some of the clip. I saw Gone with the Wind at one time. And if I, I am sure, Joe, you're sure, you have learned through the years that the slaves were happy in dancing. No, but and some some that, were. Some did dance. Some were happy. Some were miserably dance. treated. It's 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 more nuanced than than just that there are happy tap dancing black people on the way to the fields, and that there's a guy with a hammer pounding their teeth out as it was depicted in uh, the movie about Nat Turner. I mean, the truth is somewhere there are both extremes, and there's the middle. I, I don't see a middle in owning people. I'm sorry, Joe. No, and that's no, always wrong. I'm not going to argue that with you. That's always wrong. We should have never allowed that. But we did. And we weren't the people who started it. And let's face it, some of the black people sold their own into slavery. You know, So not everybody here is blameless or guilty. So true. Any kind of slavery is bad. It's sort of like uh, the riot at the Capitol and the riots on the streets in Portland uh, they are similar, but they're not the same. They're for a different reason. Uh, so I'll tell you what. I'm going to follow up on Steve and say, if you don't see voter suppression by the Republican Party in so many states, Joe, you watch a lot more Fox than you do look at real news. Because voter suppression is the reason for it. And you can see that. You don't even hide it. And you can't see it. And you think that uh, if you're not offended, nobody else is? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, you're, you're, you're mixing everything up here. You're mixing your metaphors. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any problem. Before I didn't like. I don't have any problem with people putting res- restrictions on. Uh, or common sense regulations. You want common sense gun regulations. I want common sense voting regulations. I want people to identify themselves. I don't care whether they vote six months, you know, within six months of the election, but let's look at it this way. Look at all these allegations that have surfaced about Governor Cuomo. Suppose they had come up, um, you know, 10 minutes before an election. People who already voted wouldn't have the opportunity to say, gee, I'm so sorry that I voted for that guy because he's made a mess of things in New York, if that's the way they believe. You know, so I think by having voting on one day, and that day is clearly advertised, the hours are clearly advertised, people are given every opportunity to identify themselves, and they go and vote, that's the way I think it works best for us. Okay, then... In the white neighborhoods in some of the large cities, there's a polling place on every corner. In some neighborhoods, there's a polling place 10 miles away, and those some neighborhoods are the ones that are generally uh, black 
and Hispanic. How about those unauthorized? How about those unauthorized drop-off boxes? The one of which was located right in front of a Democratic oh, the, committeeman's the, the house. Def, the deflector in chief is on the line with you, Than. Go ahead. No, they don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. The Trump Party is the one that sold you that one. The Republican Party doesn't even believe that. The real Republican Party, not the Trump Party. Okay. Anyway, I'll bet my time is Yes, up. it and is. It Thank is. you so much, Than. And we're glad you remembered why you called, Than. That's a step forward, and we commend you for it. I wrote it down <laughs> in large letters right All right. Here. <laughs> okay. Sounds you, like sir. something I should do, too. Thanks, then. Thank you so much uh, for calling in. Upper right-hand corner, if you would. says, cancel culture. Dr. Seuss, still waiting for Mark to demonstrate how Republicans have been doing this sort of thing forever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can go. Well, I'll just I'll just do recent memory. I, I know it, it is well, a human condition. Well, okay. It is a human condition to wish to silence your opponents. So I don't think it's Republicans or Democrats. You can call it cancel culture if you want to, but it's been both sides of the aisle. I remember when President uh, Trump just a few years ago wanted any NFL player who kneeled fired and said they shouldn't be allowed on the field, they shouldn't be allowed to play, they should be kicked out of the league. That's cancel culture. Just because they're doing a protest with which you disagree strongly, and that's his prerogative, that they should be fired. I remember when the president uh, said that the uh, MAGA hats weren't allowed at the Goodyear plant in, I think, Tennessee or wherever, that you should now boycott Goodyear. So cancel Goodyear. And these are just the ones that have come up on our show. And there are plenty of examples on the other side of the aisle. Remember when Kathy Griffin did that disgusting depiction of the president? Everybody said she should be fired and never allowed to perform again because they found it so disgusting. So she should be canceled. Uh, the Dixie Chicks uh, were canceled in the U.S. after they said some things that were very uh, uh, in opposition to President uh, George H.W. Bush. No, George W. Bush. So there's another example. Uh, we had an email here. We never got to it, but it was when um, a rock and roll DJ on his personal Facebook page somewhere in the Midwest uh, said that you know Rush Limbaugh was a racist and said terrible things. Now, not on the air when he was doing his radio show, and hundreds of people wrote the station says, oh, you know, I'm a conservative. A private company. We, you said private companies were oh, allowed to make the decision who to hire. But conservatives down there had a meltdown and said he should be fired because he expressed his opinion on Facebook. So, Senator Toomey... Was he fired? I don't remember the no, outcome he, of that No, in story. the outcome, he was allowed to come back, but he had to do a groveling apology. Also, Republican parties... Probably genuinely sincere, censuring I'm sure. Pat Toomey. Perfect example of cancel culture. Shut up whoever says anything at all whatsoever opposed to you. And again... It's not a Republican dilemma. It's a human condition that you want to shut down anything that you disagree with. But the state Republican Party had better sense. They did not vote to censure Senator Toomey. Right. A rare mos- m- moment of not Clark. quite... Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's called not quite as dumb as we thought. How about that? All right. We're going to talk right now about the Sunbury Motor Company. We want to make sure that you're familiar with the vehicles we've had up here two weeks ago. We had an F-150 up here that was just gorgeous and a fabulous price, less than $40,000 for a really tricked out Ford F-150. Uh, now we're into the 30s again with the Ford Bronco Sport model. This particular one was the Badlands with the leather trim on the inside. and has eight different goat modes so you can climb over rocks and snow banks and you'll never get stuck no matter where you go in this one. Even if you go to the top of a pinnacle, just turn around and drive right back down again. And uh, it is just a fabulous truck. But it's a Sunbury Motor Company and that's not all they got. They got Ford, 
Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln Cars and Trucks. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks over at the Quick Lane. Uh, they would just love to deal with you ASAP. Uh, they'll get you in and out of there in a big, fat hurry at the... S- oh, there you shoot. go again. A big, fat hurry. That's you hate that. Insensitive. And you're not even a, fat, a, but you're sensitive. Obsessive. That. That's Isn't that something you're trying to, to cancel people. me because I said I don't that. think people should be body shamed. Okay. And here you are, body shaming people. Big fat. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Says the big fat man who's speaking. Anyway, Jeff, me. Me. (laughs) Butthead. Anyway, Jeff Clock and Er Butthead, I said. As in Beavis and Butthead? Yes. Okay. It's a nickname. Well, it refers to something. Oh, relating to the posterior. Cancel Mark Lawrence because he said that. All right, let me get this done. Our good listeners are waiting. I'm boycotting Mark Lawrence. Bernie and Austin over at the Kia dealership are saying, get it over with Lawrence, (laughs) sunburymotors.com. Callers, you are next, one right after another when we come back. There's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Ben Jones, StateCollege.com on basketball today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. All right, to the phones. Uh, Charlie, you get uh, about four minutes or so. Go right ahead. Good morning, guys. Morning. I know how much you and some of your listeners like Bible references, but I'm going to give you one. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I don't know all the details about it, so forgive me about that. But there's a story in the Old Testament about uh, rocks in a river. And God tells the people of Israel, keep these rocks here in this river. So when your children and your grandchildren ask about why they're there, you can tell them the story of what happened. I think that applies to Dr. Seuss and a whole bunch of other things that are going on. Instead of getting rid of them. Keep them there, and then talk to your kids about right. them. Talk to your grandchildren about them. And explain, this is what the culture was like back then. That doesn't mean it was right. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean we should keep doing it. But this is how people thought back then. Gee, yeah, that's, that's common sense. That'll never fly. Well, and all this, right. well, there's plenty of Dr. Seuss books. I mean, I don't think your kids are going to grow up in some kind of a vacuum because six of the hundreds of Dr. Seuss books are off the list. But they did update some earlier, so maybe these will be updated, you know, with kinder, gentler depictions, and then they'll be back. But it you, doesn't matter if there's one Dr. Seuss book or six Dr. Seuss books or 600 of them. We're still canceling something right. that was relevant and important to our culture. Steve didn't like my reference to the Nazis burning books in the 1930s, but stop and think about it for a minute. That's exactly what it is. They didn't like the ideas contained in those books, and so they burned them, thinking that that would eliminate those dangerous ideas. Well, it would stop the spread. 
Right. So if you have racist depictions and you stop handing them to kids, maybe you can stop inherent bias and systematic also, racism. Also, you are now supporting book burning. Good. Glad to know where you're coming from. <laughs> no, no. That, that's, that's exactly right. We're, we're still burning books. We're just not using flames to do it. Right. <laughs> very good analogy. Very good Ooh, analogy. Oh, you just made the highlight real, yep. Charlie. Nicely done. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Have much. Call again. Thank you. Uh, and that moves us on to Mike, who's virtually famous around here. Good morning, sir. You're on the mic. On the mark. On the mic, too. I like that. Virtually famous. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I'm a little grumpy because I'm on a diet because I am fat. Oh, Okay. Right. Uh, you, I'm oh, not uh, hurt by the term. The oh, doctor the, informs me of this. I believe them. we got the big fat tax collector on the line right. here. How about that? That's right. I just wanted to say, uh, uh, you know, my my son really benefited from Dr. Seuss, and he wrote some great books. But uh, if you ever went through some of his lesser-known books, some of them are uh, strange, to say the least. I read a book one time, poor my God, and I thought it was really exciting. I actually think I gave it away. It was uh, The Cat in the Hat Comes Back. Hmm. Did you ever hear of that one? I don't remember that one, no. I've heard of it, but I never read it. I think he was pressured to write it. You could tell he just didn't have as much into it. And towards the end, he has a machine gun, and he's shooting the bad characters with a machine gun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So don't don't think everything Dr. Seuss did was great, but... Um, I certainly think you don't have to stop publishing them completely. I think it's a uh, you know from the 40s and 50s and early 60s are a learning tool, maybe a learning tool how books are written. Just put them on the not recommended list for children or something. You know, or context needed or something. Well, our good previous caller said it's important that they be kept so that you can say this is a touchstone in our history. You know, this is this was us. I don't, I don't really like getting on your radio after fans on because I realize that half your audience probably turned off. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Now, now that is not true. Now, uh, I just like to pick on fans. Um, Toomey, I heard you mention something about Toomey. I just had to get in there a little bit. Um, you mentioned that the Republicans voted statewide not to censure him. Yep, that's right. It was in the news. Right. Did you see the numbers on that vote? It was very close. I think it was like three or four very votes. Close. Yeah, was and no there's more information about that. I wish, you know, it kind of gives you a, a sense of how indentured the swamp mentality can be in both parties. Is uh, There was a text that went out at 9 o'clock at night asking people to vote. It was one text, and that was it. And of the 200-some members that got were able to vote, 23 didn't have time to log on or didn't log on or just didn't get the message. And mm-hmm. the vote between censoring and not censoring was 128 not to censure and 124 to censure. Oh, dear. That is and close. 23 didn't get time to ch- uh, log on because it's all electronically, like, Zoom-type voting. All right. So, And the takeaway is that... It's what? about as honest as the election. Okay. So. <laughs> well, here we go again. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. It's, it all is right. what it is. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the icing on a, a terrible cake. So, gotcha. very sad. It was very upsetting to a lot of Republicans that uh, they they did such a quickie vote but what, at late what, hour at night. But what's wrong with having 
voting your conscience. Where, where in the Republican Party do we decide that you can't vote your conscience, even if you disagree with oh, me? Oh, in Washington. Right. No, I mean, with the fact that he chose, he believed the president, he heard the evidence, he thought the president was guilty, and he voted that way. We disagree with him. And he but knows isn't that, that the trial was legal because he knows how these things are supposed to work. Well, in his opinion. But, I mean, we all have opinions. I don't understand why we have to censure somebody in the Republican Party for voting their conscience. That, that bothers me. He was a jurist on a legal action and really had no legal precedent for his vote and no legal proof. And that was our point. Right. Well, I, I mean, I thought it was illegal, but unconstitutional, but the president was acquitted. So it became a moot point. It did. All right. Thank you so much, and Mike. We're still going to hear about it for a while. <laughs> I'm sure we will, right. Mike. Thanks. Good luck with your right. little personal project you got underway there. Uh, we hope uh, you're a lesser man shortly. So thank you, sir. <laughs> Already. Appreciate that. that. that See, sounds, now you know who you offended. Sounds worse than it is. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. He's he's tough as nails. All right. One, uh, we have one line open, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Peg, thanks for waiting. Please go right ahead. You're on the mark. Hi, it's Peg from Mifflinburg. Um, I just wanted to make a couple of comments about uh, following up on Steve's discussion about Dr. Zeus and um, voter suppression. And Joe said that he wanted to be sure that only eligible voters can cast votes. And I certainly can agree with that. However, with the legislation that's being proposed in Georgia and other states, I think it's really important that people pay attention and look at both sides of the coin on some of these issues. Um, I think that there's pro uh, proposals to require a photo ID. There's proposals to eliminate drop boxes, and there's been proposals to decrease the number of polling places. Now, this may encourage, I'm sorry, this may give greater assurance that eligible voters are casting votes, but look at the other side of what these proposals might do. It may, in fact, not assure that all eligible voters can vote, and this is what we want. We want eligible voters to vote and we want all of those eligible voters to vote. And I think that some of these proposals, inadvertently or not, <laughs> that's another discussion, yeah. limit the ability generous. of certain groups to vote. Um, if you live in an urban environment, it's likely you don't have a driver's license. I've lived in the city for seven years. I didn't own a car. If you have to take public transportation to get to the polling place and you're low income, that's going to cost you money. In New York now, that would cost you $5.50 round trip if you took the subway. If you are working 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week at two jobs and you have to wait for five or six hours in line to vote, that would discourage and repress your vote. So I just want everyone to pay attention, think about both sides of the issue, think about the possibly unintended consequences of legislation, or if you're, you might even consider that there are intended consequences. Right, yeah. So those are the comments about voting. 
All right. Well, thank you so Thanks, much sir. for calling. Really, really appreciate it. Very well said. Yes, and very well said. I think, uh, I, I think there's a uh, tendency here for individuals that are interested, in, like, for example, use voter ID. They think everybody absolutely positively can get an ID easily. Well, they should be in charge of making sure that everybody in a county gets an ID because you realize how difficult it is for people, people who don't have a birth certificate or people who can't find important papers or people with uh, maybe a mental health concern is or it mental hard to retardation. Register to vote? Is it hard to register to vote? Uh, no, it's not. There are places... Perhaps with assistance, it, it's doable for uh, so everybody. I'm just saying, people not everybody regist- lives people, the way you do, People Joe. find That's a way thing. to register to vote. And if they find a way to <laughs> register to vote, we should make it just that easy for them to get an oh, ID. Everybody lives I like Joe. I'd like to point out my, my sister, who is 75 years old, moved to North Carolina, and she had to register to vote. She was, uh, they requested a birth certificate. Now, my parents passed, oh, in 1994 or so. Her birth certificate was with their things, which were in the basement of my house, and I never even knew it was here until last year. Mm. So it was not easy for her. Yeah, all this stuff is tough for a lot of people. And then register. So Thank you so much, it's Peg. But what, what, how, what, what are we allowed to require? Thank though? you, Peg. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Peg. In. May, it begs the question: What may we require? Well, I we think just you, take you at your word. I think you can require a birth certificate, but you have to stop thinking that everybody has one in their office in a file cabinet tucked away in a file called birth certificate. I don't think we need a birth certificate. I just think we need to let somebody identify themselves and where they live and get their photo <laughs> taken, and that's all that's needed. All right, we're going to have two more callers. So when we come back, and we'll try to read a text when we return. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Two callers standing by. Chris, go right ahead. You are on the mark. Yeah, the voter ID, the, the they always have the thing to get it, but they never have, and will make it very easy to get it. Yeah. That's not added <laughs> on to it ever in the law. But it should be. It should be added yeah, on. It should be. You think that, but not the Republicans who are actually making the laws think that. And it's very convenient for you to think that, but it's very it's counter to their purposes in making the law. Sort of like the Democrats letting everybody stream across the border in the South so they can register okay, them. Okay, yeah, they deflect to something else. Okay, no, I, I'm just showing that. you we're Mayor trying to get these voters in. You can do that in the Supreme Court. In the Supreme Court, the Republican representative who was talking on the voting rights case that's up before the Supreme Court was asked, why what their interest their standing and interest in being here advocating one side was 
she said she understood that the Democrats were there because it was making their voters, they felt, do extra stuff in order to vote. And they asked the Republican who was talking in the, on the opposite side what their interest was. And they said, oh, it's very simple. Politics is a zero-sum game, which basically is saying, yes, if we can eliminate more of their voters compared to the number of our voters, we come out ahead. So we want it done. You're right. I don't know how else you interpret zero-sum game except that way in that particular circumstance. And so they were basically admitting that that was their motivation. Okay, we got another caller waiting. Another minute, Chris. Go ahead. Okay, another minute. Who's who's actually banning these? Are they destroying the original prints of them, or the uh, Disney getting rid of them from their collection and and bear and uh, destroying it, or is uh, uh, the who publishes the the Zeus books? Are they uh, are they? Uh, Throwing them away and destroying them? Well, they might as well. Well, I mean, who is who is doing it? It's the well, the it's family. the Doctor Seuss family. His family is doing it. Okay, well, they have the rights to the, the copyright. Right? Well, it's cancel culture. Come on, Chris, they're canceling <laughs> Doctor Seuss. They but are, and the nine hundred and sixty-three trillion books that are already out there have but to look, be returned. We're not just talking about the eleven books. We're talking about they the are, president dropping them off. Are they of withdrawing the, the books from the library and say we want them all back? They are at Loudoun County, Virginia. <laughs> all right. All right, then it's the Loudoun County, Virginia Library you're mad at. <laughs> All right. Chris, we got to get the last caller on the day. Thank you so much. For ca- talk call, sensible about it. Call That's earlier all. in the show. Yeah, I would hope you would do the same, Chris. But Joseph, I keep hoping. 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Oh, boy. Uh, yes, I'm going to call about burning books and what the Scripture says about it in Acts chapter 19. <laughs> there were people that had How books did we they know got that? saved, and they bring their books and burnt them. They were books on curious arts and things like that. Uh, and there was 10,000, it says, dollars worth of books that was burned. And then it says the word of Yahweh was magnified and grew mightily in the people. And how does this, this was done. Joseph, now, Joseph, Potter, Joseph. I'm not hey, Joseph. I'm suggesting books that <laughs> he are... can't hear me. Are, uh, Joseph, how people. does this relate to today? What, what's the context today? You only got uh, 30 seconds, so bring okay. this all the way up to uh, today. Harry Potter books. It's all about magic and stuff, and these are for children. It's, a, it's an abomination to our children, oh, an and yet it's highly exalted. And films about it and, and, and all this. They ought to be burnt. They should be burnt. It's wizardry. Uh, now, good books, yes. Keep it's not them. magic. It's uh, wizardry. And, and wait a second, Joseph. Who's going to determine what a good book is? You? I will. Oh, okay. good. Thank you. Hey. Yeah, and I'm going to use the scriptures <laughs> to do that. All right. It's immoral, this... <laughs> indecent, or it's of witchcraft and sorcery. Burn them. And this is from burn. a man who has written a good book. Thank you, Joseph. Let's get Thank together and burn all the books of ideas we don't like, witchcraft, and all that good stuff. Oh, these conservatives in their cancel culture. It's driving me crazy. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Let's do it again tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury, 10 o'clock.